All right. Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. We have Hi. a special co-host today. Hey, Kylie. I'm Esther. <laughs> You're not Esther. No, I'm not. I don't live in Korea. No, you certainly don't. Thankfully. And you have much longer hair. You know, if <laughs> if Kylie lived in Korea, she would starve to death because she's a very picky eater. <laughs> I'm a very picky eater. I hate kimchi. It's a whole thing. <laughs> it's a um, whole thing. No, I am, I am Kylie. I am Esther and Holly's friend. Yeah, she's the archivist witch on Instagram, and we'll tag her and everything so you can find her. Um, and I'm so excited to have you here while Esther is on a tropical island, just you know, teaching English and laying in the sun. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what she's doing exactly. There's like a camp involved, I believe. She keeps saying work, but I'm choosing to believe that she's just laying in the sun. <laughs> I don't know how sunny it is on that <laughs> island. It seemed pretty rural, if you ask me. I hate that word. That's true. <laughs> Do you hate saying it or the whole entire Oh, word? I hate just saying it. It's like one of those <laughs> words that I can't really say. Um, You had something you wanted to tell I me. I had yeah. something I wanted to tell you. So <laughs> I currently have both, like, the deck we're talking about, Earthbone Stare. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Yes. I break rules. I'm a rule breaker. I'm a rebel. So I have also the, I think it's called Skeletero deck, which I also got on. Yeah. Yeah. I got it on Kickstarter too, but it's now on Etsy. But it is literally double the size in like height of, I think the cardstock is just a lot thicker. Whoa. But I'm like next to Earthbones. Like I keep thinking I'm missing Earthbones cards and I'm not. It's literally, it's, (laughs) I have to break it in half to shuffle. Wow. So is it just really, really thick? It is really thick cardstock. It's really is nice. This, is this the one that looks like ballpoint pen? Yes. Okay, I'm going to just buy it. <laughs> it's really cute. It's on Etsy. I think it's only like $35 on Etsy. It's not bad. All right. Well, then the minute we stop it's really recording, cute. I'm going to get It's it. uh, They're all kind of, yeah, like ballpoint penny. Some have red on them. Some have blue on them. They're cute. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. I yes, love yes, that yes. one. Yes. So okay. before you were going to talk about that, I was thinking that one thing that people should know about you is that when I was watching Bachelor in Paradise today over my <laughs> lunch break, there was no person I wanted to talk to more about in the entire world than you. I was like immediately <laughs> texting Kylie. She's like, <laughs> Wait, what is this fight about? And I'm like, okay, so sit down. Yeah, I have some explaining. We need to go through this. (laughs) But I don't know their names. We just talk about what they look like. Yeah, that guy with the beard or the guy who looks vaguely like my brother, but not redheaded. Which one looks like your brother? (laughs) Blake. Or whatever his name is. What was I called him Brett, but his name's Blake. It's Blake, yeah. He looks a lot like my brother, but my brother is a redhead. And nicer. And way nicer and more handsome and charming. He doesn't listen to this podcast, so I could be saying anything in the world about him, but it's true. What's up, bro? But yeah, if Kylie and I were going to have a podcast, it would be about that or MTV's The Challenge. It would be about us. I, I totally think we need to do a challenge podcast. I know. We are like challenge historians. <laughs> we have so much information about it. I know and too much. I <laughs> Those people's names we do remember. You're like, oh my God, did you see that Laurel's coming back? And I was like, I know. (laughs) Nathan, Laurel is coming back. I know. Nathan loves Laurel. You just said your girlfriend, actually, I think. I know. When he texted him about it, he was like, well, she just reminds me of my own strong, beautiful wife. I'm like, nice freaking save. (laughs) She's like six foot, like a a soccer player build. I know. She looks like, sure. just like brown hair. You're like your kitchen witch, like soft, loving wife is exactly like this badass bitch of an athlete. 
basically the same person. Yep. Like, she literally can beat the boys. Like, oh, she's yeah. amazing. She's amazing. She's so strong. And also, she takes no shit, which I always appreciate in a challenge contestant. Me, too. And she's, like, <laughs> bisexual, so she likes everybody. It's great. Yeah, she's fucking great. She I'm obsessed is. with her. So, anyway, if you hear about another podcast about me and Kylie just talking about the challenge, don't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> There will be literally three people that listen, but we will all be so passionate together about it. It would be solely for fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So we should get into this because we have a lot to talk about. Oh, yay. And also, can you hear Mac just flipping out in the background? It's okay. Ah! I've got two dogs within five feet of me, so I'm sure you'll hear some heavy panting at some point. I like that your dogs just have heavy breathing patterns and my dog is like gonna rip somebody's head off. <laughs> well, we are in my room closed off, so there's nothing really for them to do except relax. Yeah. And Mac is staring out the front window, just being very nosy about what the neighbors are doing. She's protecting. Part of the day and we okay. as we talked about at the end of last episode we're talking about grief today so Fun. we will probably get a little bit choked up but i think that you and i both especially you you've been dealing with this for longer than i have yeah we're good about addressing grief in like a vulnerable and yet still laughy kind of jokey oh yeah way <laughs> i i make it fun i make sadness fun it's my mo <laughs> And people are like, should I laugh at this? <laughs> I love to make people uncomfortable. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. All right. So it's your turn to do card okay. today. And then we'll go into the other stuff. And I'd like to preempt this with saying I'm very new at tarot. Like, you wouldn't know by how many decks I own. But <laughs> it's only been like a, less than a year. Maybe like six months where I've like actively been reading. So I still like look up definitions. That's cool. It's fine. Yeah, that's totally cool. I'm just telling all the, you know, listeners out there who aren't. Yeah. You too can be new to tarot and still listen to this podcast. Yes. they Holly and Esther were the two people who got me into it. So. Yep. <laughs> We okay. were friends before, and then we're like, sorry, now that we're really close, we need you to get into tarot and buy decks all the time. Just send me pictures of decks with skeletons, and I'm like, okay, I'll read tarot. <laughs> I guess I need to, if there's all these skeletons involved. <laughs> okay. So my card of the day is the Knight of Coins, or the Knight of Pentacles. That's perfect. I like that, because we're, we've thought this through. We prepared ahead a lot. Like, we did spreads beforehand so that we would know sort of what to expect. This was like kind of a rational attempt at I'm a very reading good. a podcast with. Yeah, exactly. We're very earthy. Kylie's a Virgo. I'm a Taurus. We're yes. just like planners. We just want to plan ahead and get through this. All right. So I think that that's a really appropriate card. It's not like rash or wild or, you know, like reckless. It's just like a well thought out way to get through this day. <laughs> I also, one of them, I always think of like hard work and like that kind of aspect and all I can think of is the fact that I worked 12 hours today at two different jobs so. I know I can't even believe it we were supposed to record yesterday and we had to reschedule because of a variety of reasons and then Kylie was like oh I'm also going to my second job today and I was like you're gonna full-blown die no nope, I'm fine I used to work two jobs and go to school let's do this. that's true 
I and this am is fun because we get to hang hustler. Out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're a hustler, and we can't see each other because our internet connection is not great. But we get to hang out, which is fun. That that's I get to hear your voice. That's all I want. And yeah, exactly. Say hello to all the wildlings. Oh, what's up? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so are we ready to talk about some grief? I have my wine. Okay, you've got your wine. I have my variety of beverages, Mm -hmm. only three of which are fizzy and only one of which is alcoholic. I think that we first wanted to start off by saying that this is like really about our experiences with grief. Yes. So there are a lot of resources for this out there. I spent like a good hour and a half Googling sort of tarot for grief um, things yesterday. And there are some spreads that focus really, really, really heavily on communicating with the spirit of your loved one who's passed, um, which I think is kind of not the direction that either of us wanted to go for this podcast. Mm -hmm. But I know that some people find that sort of like channeling sort of strategy really helpful and healing for them. Yeah, I do it a lit like a tiny bit, but not. Yeah, I don't like think he I don't like channel him to the point that he's like talking to me, but I'll, I'll talk about it. But I definitely yeah, use it yeah, in yeah, a yeah. form of communication. But. Yeah, and I love it. Sometimes you'll send us a, a picture <gasps> and it'll be oh. obvious even to us like, oh, this is from Matt. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, we could talk about him then. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about Matt. Let's talk about the awesome, awesome guy that was Matt Quinn. Yes, Matt Quinn. So um, my fiance, Matthew Quinn, we were together. I'm already going to cry. We were together for three years, three and a couple months when he died. Um, He trigger warnings, content warnings, whatever you want for um. Death and cancer, basically. Yeah. Um, or chronic illness, really. So he had a couple conditions and he developed cancer. He beat one type of cancer, had a couple surgeries, and then it, um, a different kind of cancer grew. And so it was in his liver and it was super fast moving and he fought his damnedest. Yeah. Until he literally could not, he literally, like he lost consciousness. Like he fought until he couldn't, um, until I told yeah. him it was okay. So he passed away April 4th of this year. So it's been, we're coming up on five months. But he was also, I don't even like talking about that part because he was also the funniest, like the quietest and most like intense dude, but also around me was like the goofiest. Yeah, he was a Capricorn. (laughs) No, he's an Aries. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Sorry. No, how dare you miss I thought he was a Capricorn. No, he's January 18th. Isn't that Aries? No, that's Capricorn. Is it really? January Jesus 18th. Christ. He had Aries in his chart. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a, Capricorn. a Capricorn. Yeah, he is. Jesus Christ. I've always thought he <laughs> had close. Aries in his That's why because we Esther and I always talk about how like Homan is an Aries. <laughs> but I think that it's very Capricorny to be super funny to the people who you let in. Yeah. But a little bit more closed off to the people who you don't know. So some things about Matt. Huge yes. sports fan. Yes. He uh loved soccer, especially Liverpool, uh football club. He loved <laughs> metal music. Uh we had an affinity for dark things. We both were very weird and dark and creepy. Our whole house had like skulls and skeletons and Halloween decor all year round. Not like orange and black, but you know. Yeah, my like my home decorating stuff. season is coming up in yeah. September. <laughs> That's when I last really... year for your birthday we got you a rug shaped like a skull. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we just had a weird little life, and we have two dogs and a cat, 
And I've still got them, obviously. So I've got my little parts of Matt. But he was also one of the smartest people, if not the smartest person I have ever met. And loved me for how fucking weird I am. And also, we never lived our life, like, you know, out of the three years we were together, two years he had cancer and was going through treatments. And we never lived that way. Yeah. He didn't complain once. He didn't, like, he continued school. He started school the semester before he died. Like, back up yeah, he in was, grad school. He, decided to go to grad school to basically be a patient advocate because yeah. his first experience through going through cancer really like awoke a part of him that wanted mm-hmm. to support people going through the same experience. Yep, he wanted to use it. So I'm continuing to do that the best I can. But in the majority of it is just that he was the best partner to me in the entire world. And he supported my witchiness, even though he probably thought it was really stupid. But he 1000% <laughs> was like, oh, cool. Look at me. He let me show him all my cards. He's, I'm like, look, this one has a skeleton on it. <laughs> he's like cool he's like, oh actually that was pretty cool yeah but he had his own card collections just not of tarot cards so he had to be cool with it <laughs> he was nerdy we just both had our separate nerdy things but we both respected the other one's nerdiness um yeah. but yeah he was just the best and he had the best beard and the best hair and was the most handsome man bun hmm? tall lanky guy so cute yeah and that was the weirdest was part so about cute. watching him sort of like go through health problems towards the end was just kind of watching it seem like he wasn't like obviously you lose so much control of your body when you're experiencing something like that mm-hmm. and just watching him get so skinny was wild skinny yes but also the like he got really jaundiced because he had cancer in his liver so seeing how yeah. Yeah, like now when i look at i i don't look at pictures from the last like couple months yeah but i look back at all the other ones with him and the girls and me and yeah I like looking back at those other ones, too, because they're so fun. Like, you guys had a really fun (laughs) thing going on. And also, Kylie, this is separate from Tarot and Grief, but Kylie did this incredible thing. And Kylie also was constantly taking videos and pictures of him that he wasn't (laughs) aware of. (laughs) He hated pictures. Which sounds bad, but now, in retrospect, it's the best, because you have all these little videos of him talking and, like, playing with the girls and being loving and all of these things that you wouldn't have had if he, every time he said, don't take yeah. a picture of me. You yeah, I went stopped. through a phase when we first like <laughs> fell in love and were really gross where like anytime I would like start recording him on Snapchat and be like, love you, babe. And then he would like look up and be like, love you. And then he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I have like two or three videos of him like being like, why are you recording me? And now I'm like, they're literally. So yeah, everybody take pictures of your loved ones, take videos, take candid ones. Cause yeah. I have a whole album on my phone and I keep finding more. And it's so neat. And I love it when you share that with us, too, because it was it's just really it's just really beautiful to see like kind of like a easier time because you've been dealing with these incredible grief feelings for like a variety of reasons. I think that like there's some contextual stuff that made Matt dying even harder because you had to move and there was just like family stuff and all sorts of other things going on. Yeah. And so it's nice to be able to sort of separate like almost the before stuff where stuff felt a little bit like you could focus on other things besides just grief. Yes. That's one of the things that I work on. I will recommend everybody going to therapy. It helps. It's (laughs) great. Um, that's my first grief tip. Go to therapy. <laughs> find a grief therapist, not a regular therapist. Find someone who specializes in grief. It's very helpful. I think that's um, a good suggestion. Thank you. Uh, I've been to a lot of therapy in my life and they would not have all been equipped for this. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it depends on the person. It depends on their style. And also just like if that's something that they've trained in extensively 
or not. Yeah. And people can be such dumb weirdos about grief, too, because nobody knows how to... I, like, the lay person is really bad at it. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm thinking... I'm legitimately probably going to write a book. And, like, I'm thinking I'm literally going to start every chapter with a dumb thing someone says <laughs> to you if you lose your loved one. Yeah. As, especially as a young person and... Someone who not a lot of pe- people knew he had cancer. People didn't know how sick he was. Yeah. It was really shocking to a lot of people. He didn't want to share it. He never wanted to admit that he was, you know, we didn't ever admit that he was going to die until the day he died. I know. That was one of the yeah. hard things is that it was like so it felt really sudden because he was so optimistic. We had to be. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I also remember you kind of saying like people who are not going to be optimistic with him aren't allowed in this room anymore, basically. Yeah. Yep. We kicked his stepdad out. <laughs> I did. I was like, he's not welcome here because no, he didn't need to hear that. He needed to know that he was fighting as hard as he possibly could until the very end. Yeah. So that he knew that he wasn't leaving me by choice. Exactly. And he he needed me to know that he wasn't leaving me and he wasn't leaving the girls by choice. Yeah. And when I say the girls, I literally mean our dogs. <laughs> and and the cat. And Junie. And Junie B. Uh, but I had her first. So he, I think... She misses him, but she also has been through a lot with me. But the girls, I mean, they only – we got them together, so they're our babies. Yeah, and dogs are a little bit more understanding about stuff than cats are, (laughs) in my experience. Yeah, if I say dad too much, Ellie will perk up. Oh. Yeah, that one gets me. (laughs) But I think that that's kind of an interesting contrast for the grief that I've been experiencing because Mm -hmm. with somebody choosing to end their life, there is a lot more stuff about – that that comes up yes. in the grief process of like guilt and not understanding in a way yep. where when you see somebody be really sick, yep. it's like a different experience versus it like is. suddenly finding out that someone died. And so I do think that that's like one of the reasons why this spread specifically that we're talking about is good because it one of the spreads uh-huh. that I found yesterday, literally, I think it must be designed for somebody who like is grieving from a loss after an illness because one of the questions mm-hmm. is like, was the person ready to die? I'm like, oh, oh my God, this is so not a question you want to ask when you're dealing with grief based on suicide. <laughs> Like, that's a brutal thing to do. Like, what was his mindset when he died? Like, I don't know if I want to delve into that. I guess it's just a very different kind of ready. Yeah. I will say, as it gets brought up, I have depression. So I 1000% under, I've lived my whole life with like vaguely suicidal, I would say ideations. They've never been like, I've never actually done anything, but that's what they call it is like chronic suicidal ideation that goes along with my massive depressive disorder. Um, so just a walk in the park over there for your, yeah, and I've got generalized anxiety disorder. I'm so, that's what I'm saying. Making people uncomfortable and talking about this stuff is kind of my jam because (laughs) guys, it's part of life. People die. It fucking sucks. I'm going to swear a lot when I'm talking about this. Well, that's like one of the things that my aunt was telling me the other day is that the hardest part is that every time you have to tell somebody that your loved one died, you have to suddenly start reassuring them that that, like, yep, that everything's fine. And so it puts all of this emotional labor on you as the person who's closest to the person who died to be like, yeah, they're dead, but we're fine. Like everything is good. (laughs) I love telling people I'm not fine and I'll never be fine with it. Like it's never gonna be okay that he died. It'll never be fair. It'll never be easy to talk about or think about. It's, it's just never, I mean, I know I'm only five months out, but I'm in our super awesome support group called the hot young widows club. If anyone out there who's listening to this 
is I, I mean technically anyone can join but it's about a spouse passing away yeah um the majority and a lot of there's subgroups a lot of them are uh younger people because the woman who started it uh, was young when she lost her husband. Yeah. But she talks a lot about like – and there's different subgroups. There's a cancer widow's one and then there's a suicide widow's one. Oh, And then there's a trauma one, like, a, you know, an accident because it is so different. Like me grieving that, he didn't – I know that suicide isn't a choice necessarily, but he – had zero like control over it yeah. i guess yeah versus the disease of depression you know taking your cousin yeah but it wasn't it was something that plausibly he could have possibly gotten help for whereas you know Matt we was- had Matt at every fucking doctor yeah <laughs> yeah you were God, like planning yeah. to jailbreak him to get him to other specialists yep. right up yep. until the last day we literally snuck weed patches on him <laughs> Just to keep him comfortable because they wouldn't – they only gave him the can – marijuana is legal here and medical marijuana is legal here, obviously. So they gave him something through his IV and it just, like, was not doing enough. Yeah. And he was so – I mean, I don't even want to get into it. But anyway, so, yeah. like, stick the fucking patch on him. Yeah. Like, and you're like, how do we get him out of here so that we can check him into this other place? And, like, let's try this X, Y, Z. Oh, yeah. I still get calls from, like, I was looking into medevacing him and us paying for it. Oh, my God. Isn't that like thirty thousand yeah. dollars? Maybe. Wow. I mean, it would if that had if it had come to that, it would have felt really, really worth it. Oh well, yeah. If it was gonna save him, we would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anywho. Um, but yes, there's definitely different kinds of grief. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the reasons why, like, exploring on your own to find. So first of all, not everyone has to use tarot to heal grief. That's for oh, no. sure. I think that initially, for a while, you were like not really that interested in touching your tarot cards because you're just so in no. the moment of dealing with grief you're like not thinking about like spiritual practices or self-care yeah. practices yeah and also my whole book that i write everything down in is full of will matt make it out of the hospital will what will happen with this hospital stay because i started in probably late fall last year let me yeah. see actually my book my my there's a note holly sent me my first tarot deck so the note in the front is from her I, the first time i entered is december 28th okay which is fucking crazy because which is the that's when I first started, like, doing it daily. Yeah. Um, And he went into the hospital for, like, the big last time on New Year's Eve. So that was, like, three days before. Whoa. Was he really in the hospital for just, that whole time? Just to time? freak you out. That's yeah. freaky. Yeah. He was home. For, like, a um, week. So he was, yeah, he was never home for more than 48 hours after that. That's wild. Oh, maybe, yeah, about 72 hours because I did, I did, oh, yeah, about a week because I did his IV for almost a week, his antibiotics. But yeah, I mean, he was pretty much in the hospital, in and out, in and out, January through when he died in April. And then when he died in April, he'd been there about a month. Yeah. So what prompted you to pick up a deck again? Let me look, actually. (laughs) Actually, I don't think I wrote it down. But the reason I didn't pick it up was because... Number one, one of my favorite decks is my mat deck, and I, like, couldn't pick it up for a while. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to explain what the mat deck is? Yeah. So it's um, what the mat deck is. It is – it's moon void or is it moon power? Moon void. Moon void. Thank you. I have two. It's confusing. It's a moon void, and it is basically all the art. I'm just plugging all these indie decks. You're welcome. I know. See, you're doing such a good job, podcaster. Thank you. (laughs) Basically, it is a lot of imagery of a girl with long, dark hair and glasses, which is me, and then a dude that's, like, tall and skinny, 
And a lot of the artwork is kind of like dark and weird, but not like creepy weird. It's kind of like their little love story in it. Like the lovers is like kind of them walking away and he's wearing like a jacket. I don't know. It just, yeah. it always reminded me of him. And it was like my second or third deck and I got it. Like I saw two images from it. I was like, it's me. Yeah, and, and it is. Like, it is you. It is. Yeah, so whenever – I'll say that when we get into it, but whenever I want to, like, kind of talk to him or kind of get, you know, work through grief stuff, I, I pretty much use that deck. That's my deck. But the reason that I was freaked out about it was because when he went into the hospital that time, the first, the last time he went in the hospital, the first card I pulled was death. Oh, God. Did uh, you know that? No. And you're like, no, 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 I no, no, told no, no. you guys – I told you guys when it happened, but I told myself, and I'm sure if I find it, yeah. I told myself that it was like a rebirth thing. Yeah, that yep, this was going right to be here. what 129. The worst situation that Matt is going to get through. Yeah. Yep. I remember that. So actually. I saw it. I was hoping, obviously, that it was rebirth. Yeah. But, you know, it also is creepy as fuck that it read that. So then after he died, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this yet. Yeah. But. I think, honestly, which is really bad of me, is I, like, bought a new deck and just started using it. Like, I think one of my Kickstarters came through, and I just wanted to play with it, and then... Was it... I think it might have even been this deck, because I think the Earthbones got to us yep. around April. Um, Yes, I believe it is Earthbones, because I got Skeletero. I just saw the first read I did with it is was in March, so that was before he died. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was this deck. This is really fucking weird. This is the witchiest thing. So that's never happened to me. I think that, yeah, Earthbones got to us sometime in, like, the second week of May. So that would have been a month after yeah. he died. Yep. So, yeah, I, I got it, and it's really pretty. We'll talk about it. It's yeah. so calming. I find it very – it's an easy – so It's a deck that I – it's an easy just grab – like, it's one of my go-tos where I just grab it because it's something that's pretty – it's simple in its way. All the cards make sense. Yeah. They're not um, confusing at all. As much as I love certain decks, like, I'm still really new. So even, like, Antique Anatomy, it takes me a second to, like, recognize the cards. Yeah. <clears throat> as you just saw with me pulling a knight and just calling it a knight. Um, <laughs> I'm still very new. I loved um, it. <laughs> I'm a, I was also a little nervous. Yeah. So they – it's very calming. It was very easy to read. It's very easy to shuffle, which is a weird fetish for me. And <laughs> – um, you have a I texture my, thing. <laughs> I have, I do have a texture thing legitimately. And when I was little, I used to play gin rummy with my dad all the time. Oh, and, fun. um, so I used to, and I used to, he could like, you know, make a bridge with his cards and shuffle them. So I always wanted to learn how to do that. So I taught myself, he taught me, and then I would walk around with a deck of cards just practicing for like days on end. So whenever I shuffle, it makes me think of that. That so is so funny that it, you did that because <laughs> Esther did that as a kid too. We're fucking. I'm Esther. <laughs> I know this is like I told you a I was long Esther. No con. one believed me. <laughs> so when a deck is super easy to shuffle and like doesn't, but doesn't it. like hold the bend too much or anything yeah. like that. I have a weird perfectionist thing. I am a Virgo, so when things get messed up, I get upset. Oh. So this deck, it holds its shape. It like wears in really easily, and it's calming and nice and easy. And yeah, so I just started using it, and then I think I just started getting back into it. And it also did, had fewer connotations with a really specific period of your life. So you could like use it separately and get more mm -hmm. accustomed to reading tarot again and then go back to 
a deck that had more like specific yes. so connection. Basically, if are are we getting into how we use tarot for grief? Yeah, let's talk about okay. it. Okay, or if you want to talk about other spreads that you've used too, we'll just kind of generally talk about tarot and grief, and then we can talk about the specific spread we did. Okay, and I don't want to go over you because you are also dealing with terror and grief. Well, my experience is just really different. And honestly, I think that when when we get to talking about the spread that um, mm-hmm. we both did, I realized that last week when I did the full moon ritual from the Tarot for Troubled Times book, I released a lot of those. Which like, I need to buy. I know you need to buy it. Um, yeah. Or I can send you my copy and you can borrow it for a little bit. But the that ritual made me release a lot of the like fear and sadness and guilt that I'd been holding on to. So the spread came up with really different things than I was expecting it to, because I think that I'm in a different place after doing that ritual than I was before, which is awesome. And you sent me your goddamn period magic. I know. (laughs) Whoopsie. (laughs) (laughs) I've just been losing an ovary for the past week. (laughs) All right. So what kind of what yes. kinds of spreads have you done to help oh, you with grief? I think the first one I did. So Matt's birthstone is a garnet and I bought a garnet that like right almost immediately after he died. I bought like a garnet palm stone that I keep with me at all times yeah. and a garnet tower, I guess. Oh, nice. So I bought those. So whenever I was I still I mean, I, I literally still keep it in my purse. Um it has a pocket. So I, I, you know, whenever I'm having a really bad day or whatever, I can hold on to it. I keep it in my bra sometimes. Good. Perfect I just spot keep for it. a crystal. Yeah, exactly. I keep it close. So I think the first time I was having a really fucking hard night, I was like, and I was having one of those nights. One of my things is I just ride the grief. So if it's a really bad day, I just have a bad day. Yeah. Like I don't at all try to fight it. I kind of just ride the waves. And then honestly, that is a tip. It gets better if you let it out. If yeah. you try to, if you're at work, I completely understand. Like I'll, you know, either call in that day or leave early. Or I have a really understanding work, so I'm very, very, very lucky. But at the same time, if your work doesn't understand, fucking, it's more important. I'm sorry. Yeah, you <laughs> to have to allow yourself to grieve. Yes, exactly. So yeah, so I think the first time I was having a really bad night, and I just like looked over at my wall of cards that I now have. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to lean the hell into this. So yeah. I like, got out my garnet and grabbed Moon Void and just literally was like, Matt, and, like centered myself. And I was like, Matt, what do you want to tell me? Like, what should I know? And I pulled, I don't remember what it was. I stopped writing down at that time, but I pulled some stuff. And I remember you guys told me, you're like, oh my God, he really, that, yeah, Matt was there. His signifier came up. He's the king of what? I think you were doing king of swords for him. No, I'm queen of swords. He's... I can't remember. It's some king, and it was, like, always coming up to be It's Matt. the logic one. Why can't it? King yeah. of Pentacles, right? Maybe. Maybe. I think I King remember. of Swords is a little bit more, like, Maddie. rational. Oh, then probably. But I don't remember what it was. But I do remember that he, like, that came up. He and showed up. cards that were yep. definitely, like, He was there. You're he was, sad, like, fully but, there. Yeah, yeah, totally. So you were kind of going into the channeling thing a little bit. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a little weird like that. I do do that a little bit. Um, Not that that's weird. I don't think know. it's weird. I think it's really, it, no. it's working for you, clearly. Yeah, yeah. I told my therapist that. I thought she would think I was insane. And she's like, wait, what? You do what? Like, she was so excited <laughs> to hear about it. It was really cute. <laughs> It was really, really cute because I was like, I thought I was like, she's going to admit me. Yeah. Like, and if you're someone who goes to therapy regularly, you know that like there they tell you, in, you they tell you in the beginning, like, 
if you have these ideations or like you seriously, you know, if you we're worried you're going to harm yourself. Yeah. We we have to admit you. And I was like, if I tell her this, this is going to send me to a 72 hour psych hole. <laughs> but she did it. She was like very into it. And she's like, she's very much like whatever helps you. Yeah. So, yeah. So I did that. I've done a few. I haven't. I'm not. I'm like a super casual tarot. Yeah. Where I kind of just like. I'll do like Holly's Enchanted Week of Hemp Bread. <laughs> and I'll girl. do like little ones that I see. <laughs> Plug. Because um, these people <laughs> don't follow you on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, most of the, most of my, and I, I was getting more into it and then all this happened. And now I do mostly like cards of the day. And then my card of the day that I've been doing is like a energy to take in and energy, energy to let go of kind of thing. Yeah. I did a couple things actually. There's one that is. Like, even just hard day spread. So I did this in March. Like, it was, like, two weeks before he died. And I just did, like, this is, like, a pre-grief. It was kind of a grief because you're, you know, yeah. he was out of it. It was still grief. Yeah, totally uh, Like, grief. what's causing conflict, the energy to let go of, and the outcome of the conflict, that kind of thing. But most of that I've done since he's died has been, like, either me kind of channeling and or just even saying, like, what do you want me to know? Or, like, what should I focus on, Matt, kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Or it's like, a, you know, how do I deal with this today? Like, yeah. what what should I bring with me today in order to get through today? Or should I not try to worry about getting through today and just live in the grief for a day? That kind of thing. That's a really good idea because then you're not putting very much pressure on yourself to like yeah. have every single, I think it makes it easier to get back into tarot reading if you're not like every single time you use it, it's for a big, big purpose. Yeah. That's kind of where I've been going. Like I found myself as much as I like, as I'm, I'm literally just like parsing through my book as I do this, um, my journal book thingy. I love it. That, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I I'm just impressed that, I, that you write I, stuff down. I Well, that's what I was going to say. I got so wrapped up in writing everything down that I would put tarot off because <laughs> I was like, because I'm me. So then it has to look nice. Yeah. Like it has to be done with certain, like there's one, I when I, I did this today, I did this last night, but I was really tired when I did it. So like my squares are off because I like draw out my spread. Oh, yeah. Squares and number them. I'm an insane person. No, I love that. Don't ever, ever qualify that behavior. I think that it's a really great idea <laughs> to track it somehow. I only use Instagram and I'm not doing that good of a job of even doing that lately. It's, <laughs> Instagram also is something that stresses me out. <laughs> Follow me at the arc of the switch. Um, yeah, I know how much anxiety and pressure I put on myself for every one of these posts. Basically, yeah. It's like, then it's like, how many hashtags do I, like, it just, it ends up being me thinking about it too much. Yeah. And putting too much pressure on it. So I've kind of leaned back from that. And I th honestly think this spread kind of brought me back into, I was kind of in a rut of just like daily card pulls or just daily, like, what should I let go kind of pull. And I love those, but at the same time, I want to get back into legitimate a spread. Well, let's transition to that then. Yes. I There's a couple things that I want to say about the book just really quickly because... Yes, um, I want that book. You have to send me a link. Up. I'll send you a link. Yeah, we'll post about it again. So last week we reviewed Tarot for, Tarot for Troubled Times by Shaheen Moreau and Teresa Reed. And throughout that review, we kind of... I guess misinterpreted some of the things to Oops. kind of understand that it was mostly written by Teresa because they have these like 
quotation anecdotes from Shaheen. And so I think that we are sort of seeing them as like two distinct voices. But we heard from Shaheen and Teresa after we published that episode, and they really did truly co-write it together. So our apologies. Yeah, it's amazing that they were so so hard. I can't believe they were that seamless. I know co-writing just I can't even imagine that. But there's also a romance novelist that I really like who's two women named Christina and Lauren and their romance novel pseudonym is Christina Lauren. (laughs) I love that. I I was just gonna ask is that their name? together. <laughs> yep, it definitely is. But co-writing is tricky. So um, hats off to Shaheen and Teresa and our apologies yeah. for totally whiffing that interpretation. Mm. Um, but anyway, so... That's why it's called interpretation. Yeah, it was just... Here. The voice seemed really seamless and so we kind of just didn't recognize that it was co-written. But it mm. was. And within this book... Impressive and also impressive editing to whoever edited that book. I know. Seriously. It's amazing. I was an English major. I'm like, damn, good job. I know. Whoever boy. was the person in charge of that like did a really good job. But anyway, yep. so... As we d- we discussed at length, it's an hour and a half long episode last week. There's a lot of really good stuff in here, but there's two things that we did, or two things that I did and one thing that you did. We mm-hmm. both did the spread for grief, which let me just find the page number. For those of you who have the paperback version, this spread, it's on page 165. It's just called the grief spread. I literally wrote grief spread, so I'm glad that's what <laughs> Yeah, that's the technical title for I- it. I... I love this spread. So both of us did this, and it is kind of based on the five stages of grief. Um, so the first oh, I one. I did not put that together. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, I mean, it's um, hard because when you're Jesus going through the five Christ. stages of grief, actually, when you were going through the five stages of grief earlier this year, I was doing yes. so much reading about it, and there's all these. Oh, you're so sweet. Holly's the best friend, you guys. I'm just like trying to figure out how we can best support you because part yes, of it is you did like. Great. You don't really know which stage you're in when you're going through it. It's way oh, no, for I have no idea what ones I've been that. through when I'm in. I have absolutely no yeah, idea. Yeah. And so there's the, there are all these like more modern interpretations that have like seven stages or eight stages. And there's kind of like Ugh. backsliding that's allowed, which I think is helpful. So there's a little yes. bit more nuance yes. to everything rather than just like fully, you know, denial to acceptance. Yeah. And there's no there's no right way to grieve, guys. Exactly. And you're totally and allowed no to wrong backslide. Way. Yeah, you can't do it wrong. You can't do it right. The only way that you can do it wrong, really, is to not grieve, to not let yourself grieve. I agree. Because then it just comes out some in really unhealthy ways. And at least if you're trying to grieve. If there's a day that you don't want to grieve, fucking don't. Yeah. Like, if you're having a good day and you want to live in that good day, go for it. Live in that good day because you won't always have that good day. My aunt was telling me the other day that she's just tired of being so bummed. And yep. I'm like, grief break. Time to do something fun. You need a You're, grief break. Have you guys said his name? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Wade. Yeah, totally. My yeah. Okay. Wade. Just making sure I didn't want to like call out. Yeah. No. Wade's mom. Is that who's? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really. I keep telling people. And sorry, Ellie is now licking my microphone at certain points. <laughs> She's just sitting next to me, staring directly in my face. She's like, are so, we talking about dad? <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, we are, baby. It's okay. I know you love your dad. I know. Yeah. Um, it's exhausting being sad. Like yeah. it is, and even just it's exhausting living in the sadness. It's exhausting fighting the sadness. There's just nothing about grief that isn't really hard, and also just like people don't get how tired you are. All and the I time. think that like it's really underestimated the literal <sighs> physical exhaustion. Like it's I not was, just like I'm I t- thought I had mono. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> yeah. So I had mono in college and it can come back. 
So right after he died, I woke up the next day and I had been going, you know, I'd been, I had started staying at my parents' house again. Like I brought my dogs over and stuff like a week before he died, but I had been, you know, back and forth, back and forth at the hospital, sleeping on, I stayed at home at night. I tried to, but you know, I was barely sleeping. I was sleeping on the couch next to him. Like, you know, you're just, and you're in a constant state, you know, when you're sleeping, your phone's on full volume so that if someone calls, if something happens, you're awake. So that first night, people are like, I couldn't sleep. I slept for like a solid 18 hours. I remember that because we were traveling to Pennsylvania for Nathan's grandma's funeral. Yeah. God damn. So- We've had a year. <laughs> Fuck 2019. <laughs> it's been like. It's not ugh. even over. It, we're like not even more than. I guess we're, we're barely ha- over, over half. halfway through. But yeah. It's so we. I remember that because at first I remember messaging Esther and being like. I'm not going to have great cell phone reception in Western Pennsylvania, but can you like make sure that Kylie comes out of this slumber? Like, should we call her mom? (laughs) (laughs) Holly, I will say the only direct interaction Holly's had with Matt is he was in the hospital and she was worried about me. And she literally messaged him on Facebook. was like, is Kylie okay? (laughs) Yeah. We haven't heard. He was okay. (laughs) And I will say he was 1000% with it until like, a week before he died. Oh, yeah. So totally. it was, like, hilarious. He would, like, mess... He, like, called me. He was like, Holly's looking for you? <laughs> <laughs> Never. He heard me talk about her all the time. He knew she was my witch friend. He knew she lived in California. He didn't... And he knows Mac, obviously. I'm yeah. Not a fucking monster. The dog is iconic. Um, yeah. <laughs> Duh. But he didn't, like... He had never talked to her. So he's just like, um... I think Your she's worried about worried you. Are you about okay? You? And I was like... <laughs> I was worried you weren't getting enough sleep and you weren't feeding yourself properly and you were really no. stressed out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was really cute. So, um, no. So, yeah. So, the day after I was in just phys- like the out. Like the two days after I could barely like walk and get around. Like I just slept and then I would wake up and my whole body would ache. Yeah. And I would sleep more. You went to the doctor. You like actually went yeah. to the doctor because you I went to the doctor and paid fucking $75 I didn't have because it wasn't working <laughs> and because I needed I thought my mana was back and I was like if it's back I need I might need a steroid shot or something because I have to get through the next like two weeks of like figuring out his memorial and all that stuff what so did the doctor I, say like no girl you're just going through some shit no they didn't know about it oh <laughs> they I mean and I did have the body aches and stuff and they did my fever and they did the blood test and it didn't come back they checked me also for like strep and stuff like that but like my throat hurt all my fucking lymph nodes were swollen oh my like God. my body had an actual reaction it was not just mental so yeah it is very very physically it's stress exhausting. it's incredible and i've got like literally lost 10 pounds since then just because i'm not stressed i haven't yeah. changed anything it's weird how our bodies handle that sort of thing. other people get stressed and they lose weight i get stressed and i eat <laughs> and i gain weight also from i've figured that out because the times i've you know had dramatic weight gain in my life has been stressful, stressful times, so times I, yeah. I think my hormones just i literally gain weight it's like that meme about being like a peasant farmer you're like in we a time of stress and your body's like hold on to the fat we'll escape those yep. nasty english somehow <laughs> holly and i are both joke all the time about like being uh, peasant we were farmer not bodies. aristocratic we were literal <laughs> yeah. peasants yeah we're, we have peasant farmer bodies and yes. our bodies are like hold on to your fat stores we're gonna yep. wait the bastards out basically we're sturdy <laughs> as hell we're God so sturdy. both of us are very tall sturdy women <laughs> but also cry a lot <laughs> sturdy physically not emotionally <laughs> 
I would argue we're very strong emotional. Yeah, that's true. But we also let ourselves cry. But maybe that's where the strength comes from. I think so. We're very in tune with our emotions. Yeah. So anyway, I want to hear about what you got for this spread. So we did this. Ugh. We both did the spread. Why don't like, you do it? Because I've been talking a lot. Okay. So like I said, I did a whole ritual that's in here um, that's related to the full moon about kind of like releasing feelings. And so the Mm -hmm. things that I was trying to release were uh, feelings of guilt and feelings of like personal responsibility. Because like, I rationally know that you can't keep somebody alive who is suffering from like, absolutely debilitating depression. Like you're not nobody is going to be a person that's enough to save. There's no such thing. And I told you that the the second it happened. Yeah, but it's still just a because I've place I, that I've truly goes. been there and yeah. Oh no, God, it's fucking awful. Don't. Get- <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a it's a weird place that your brain goes where you're like, maybe if I could have yes. done more, been more, whatever. I so- mean, I do that too, and. What am I going to do? Fucking cure cancer? Like, oh, yeah, exactly. Well, you yeah. raised a whole shitload of money for your birthday. So, yeah. So anyway, so a lot of the things that I wanted to release were feelings about that. And then also just generally feelings like I needed to somehow be more there for people than I already was. Like, I'm trying Ugh. to be there for a lot of different people because a lot of people in my life are going through stuff and I don't have the bandwidth for it. But then, because normally I do, I've been feeling a lot of guilt related to that. So I wrote this whole list. I followed. I want to punch you in the face right now. Sorry. No, I love you dearly, and I just want to punch you because I want you to know that you're doing an amazing job. That's all it is. (laughs) Thanks, girl. But anyway, so I did this whole entire ritual, and then like (laughs) Esther, you can totally cut this because my sister will be so grossed out by it. But anyway, we did this whole ritual, and then I stood up and had like a very physical reaction. Like I, my uterus just opened the hell up. (laughs) And mine has been open almost ever since. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so um, you. You can cut out the period stuff, Esther, if you want to. But the point of it is that Please through, don't. <laughs> through this ritual, I was able to release a lot of those frustration and anger feelings that I was holding on to towards myself about mm-hmm. just like everything that's been going on. And so when I did this spread, the first question is, what do I need to look at right now? And I got the moon, oh, okay. which is interesting because the moon is about like shedding light on darkness. And I think that recognizing where there were little pits of anger was a really huge thing for me and kind of being able to move forward because just like how the moon has all the divots and stuff like in this circumstance I really interpreted it as like where I need to look is for those little spots that are still feeling like there's Hmm. not light being shown shined into them you're gonna make me (laughs) I don't want to make you cry no it's okay we like crying I know that's true we do like crying and then the second question is what can I learn from my anger and I like having the question about anger because that like I said is something that I was really dealing with and so I got the two of cups for that and Mm. I think that Mm -hmm. the two of cups Mm -hmm. in that circumstance was really beautiful because it's kind of like about like communication and understanding and I think that the idea that learning about communication and understanding where people are coming from and stuff through anger is something that I don't often do because I tend to try to avoid anger as much as I can. Yes. Yes, she does. I live in my anger. <laughs> I she, I fully, you know what it is? I just, with my shit, I just fully accept my anger and I live in it. And Holly is the best antithesis to me because she just like <laughs> lives in sunshine. Not not to like a believe me if all she was was fake positive i would not be her friend. no i mean that's the thing is that it's earnest positivity <laughs> it's it's 
legitimate it's not even positivity it's like love and like finding the joy in situations I yeah it's never been my strong suit so we're a good pair <laughs> but uh yeah anyway but yeah so i but anyway so i think that like that having such a positive card come up and a card uh-huh. position about anger is really helpful because it reminds me that like there can be both do you also think it has anything to do with like your angry that you weren't able to i shouldn't say able to be that i know what you, you mean i think that that's a huge part closer of it. to him well yeah because he and even you were close but like as far as like you might feel anger based around the fact that he wasn't able to confide in you or you weren't able to well, help yeah, him i think that's a big part of it you. especially because he at certain points in his young adulthood he would confide in me um like when he was living in michigan he uh oh. would call me and be like you know Here's I wish you had known me that I would have, like... <laughs> I know you should. No, but that's the problem is that mm-hmm. the way that his illness was manifesting itself was being really withdrawn. And so there wouldn't have been any way for him to share nope. more with me nope. than he already was. He wasn't going right. to put himself out there in that way. But I could totally see your anger being based on that because you're so someone who loves so hard and wants to be there for your friends and your family. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, why wasn't, why didn't he, why did he stop confiding in me? Like if he had kept confiding yep. in me, maybe I would have been yep. able to reach him in some way but anyway so yeah anyway I, yeah and guys we're not like we said this is all very like our personal, personal yeah just, absolutely i this know not- way too much about holly's inner working that's why <laughs> yeah, i'm it's able true. to do this yeah <laughs> so but no i think you're totally right because the celebratory nature of the two of cups is like mm-hmm. definitely part of where my anger is coming from like why was there not sure. that closeness almost even though i rationally know that that's not yeah how that works um, the third question is, what can I do to find peace with the present moment? Oh, and I, I got the hermit, which made <laughs> me laugh. <laughs> That's what you did at the end of last week. I know. At the end of last week, I didn't go to work for two days because I was just feeling like garbage. Like, mm-hmm. and I spent a lot of time working on myself and being isolated and doing that ritual. And I came out of it feeling a lot better. What my sadness is trying to tell me being the nine of pentacles also made me laugh because <laughs> the nine of pentacles being like kind of the culmination of a lot of work it's like i've gotten to a place where i feel like i can start sort of moving forward with things about yeah. my grief almost you're doing a great job oh working. thank you um and then for what i need to accept at this time i got the six of pentacles and the world and i do think that you pulled two god damn it holly well, I pulled two because that's how I work. <laughs> and also I was trying to get an idea of if the six of pentacles is one yeah. of those weird things. Cause it's like, am I supposed to be giving charity or receiving charity? And so mm-hmm. I wanted further clarification and getting the world. Yeah. I fucking love a clarification card. I know. Oh girl, you know me, but yeah, I know. About- I learned it from you <laughs> and getting those two cards together was like, <laughs> I feel like there's something that I need to do more than my job because I already help people. Mm-hmm. who are going through mental health stuff just by nature of being an academic advisor. But there's something that I need to be doing more of that is giving of myself to help people access resources like that could have maybe been something that Wade could have benefited from. Oh, you're breaking my heart. Oh, I know. So that's what I was kind of like getting, getting at is that I feel like I wouldn't have gotten quite so many like, like, here's how we can move forward and, like, try to be a person in the world again if I had not done that such a strong, like, release 
full moon ritual. You're, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm you should. doing it the next time. Yeah. You should. It was really powerful. And I sent you that cauldron so you even have a fireproof vessel. You did. <laughs> I will say Holly is the best. She – it was a cup, which was kind of nice that it was a little bit – I know you kept saying that you were collecting things and also that you hate going to the post office, which fair, same. <laughs> but I – I literally have a deck that I've been meaning to send Holly for like months because I don't use it, but I'm also like, I hate going places. But, um, you know, she sent me like a whole box of curiosities and because she knows me and how weird I am. There's some real weird crap in there in yeah. the best way. Well, and um, also I read the Hot Young Widows Club book and one yeah. of the things that she, which I bought immediately after Matt died because I wanted to figure out ways to be You're supportive. And it was really helpful because one of the things she talks about in there is how like Everyone wants to be up your ass for the first mm-hmm. three weeks. Yep. They're like, I want to be involved with this sorrow. Like, tell me something I can do. And they're trying to, mm-hmm. like, really be all up in your shit. And, then, and that's when you just want to sleep. Yeah. And that's when you just want to sleep. And then there's this big drop off of interest once the memorial service is done, once your grief is too exhausting, yeah. like all of these things. And so I wanted to send you a love package that I came loved it. after that. That was, was like, perfect. so I think it was probably like two months after Matt died that I sent it because I was mm-hmm. like gathering stuff together and there was just a bunch of creepy, weird things. And I wanted and it a to cauldron. be and a cauldron. And I wanted it to be sort of a gift that you got like when it stopped feeling like everyone was like, high school friends of Matt's that you'd never met were Facebook mm. messaging you to offer condolences. <laughs> oh my, I didn't even respond to those bitches. <laughs> I'm awful, but like in that moment, I was like, I don't fucking care. What, like you knew him 20, like 15 years ago. Like get out of here. Yeah. I think that's You're not reasonable. even his Facebook friend. You found out from someone else who tagged him in some shit. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyway, if I haven't heard of you, I have no interest in talking to you. Well, and also grief brings out a lot of people who want to be involved with it. It's like every single time something happens nationally, people are like, do you remember? You might be too young for this, but after September 11th, do you remember all the kids who were like, oh, my uncle was there. He was was supposed to be on a plane. Yes. 1000%. It's just a lot of like people trying to insert themselves into trauma. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so that's where I got, I think that doing that ritual from that book, which is one of the reasons why I love this book so much. It's just so great. I think that that really helped with a lot of it. Yes. That is the most me book that exists. Yes. Um, It's up there. So what did you get? I just wrote them down so you can help me because uh, I've had wine. Anyway, so, (laughs) so I did the spread obviously. And did you use earth bones or no? No, I don't remember. I did I because I am a purist. Yes. So I did it with earth bones. You're going to start with earth bones. You're going to end with earth bones. Uh-huh. I knew I was using it. It's also my one of my go-to. Like, if you look at my Instagram, I don't even know if I posted it that much. But I've used it a fair few times for as many fucking decks as I own. I use it a lot. Because <laughs> um, it, you know, I, I, really, I really love this deck. Anyway, so we'll talk about it. Um, we're like two hours in. It's fine. So Esther <laughs> will get it down to a reasonable amount. No, we're at an hour. This is fun. Yeah. So anyway, my first card for what I need to look at right now was the Ace of Petals, which is Pentacles. Ooh. Yeah. So I kind of saw that as just looking forward to. I kind of struggle with Pentacles sometimes because it's it seems so much like money, but you have to see it not as just financial stuff it can be like growth in other ways but i i am kind of a literal reader like because i'm still so new i don't have i like definition 
Well, I think just thinking about it instead of maybe like financial opportunities, just opportunity in general. Yes, like exactly. That's what I was going to say. It. So full disclosure, I have a new boyfriend. So <laughs> I kind of saw it as that. I saw it kind of as um, kind of looking forward to the new opportunity in that way, like yeah. a new opportunity at life kind of because I haven't felt like I had life for a while. Yeah. Especially when he was really, really sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that's the hard thing about somebody being sick for so long is that it's really impossible to feel like you're still able to move forward. And we try, and I will say we did a bang up job of it, but at the same time, like we were looking at houses to rent when he was in the hospital and him, like most of his last texts to me were like, Oh, I got to get out of here so we can go look at the house. Like that kind of stuff. And it's hard because I don't know. There's like this difference between wanting him to have realized it so we could have those talks and also me knowing it so it's best he didn't have to talk about that stuff yeah yeah he didn't need to go through that um i'll handle it for both of us pretty yeah. much is that's been my mentality for a lot <laughs> a lot of this i'm fine taking that that grief on he dealt with my anxiety he dealt with my my levels of issues for our whole relationship so i'll take this one yeah i'll take this one for the for the matt and kylie team So, yeah, so I got that. I just kind of saw it as, yeah, new opportunities, new starts, kind of new, um, like a fresh start. kind of. Yeah, new opportunities to just kind of like be alive in the world. What is that like? Anyway, so (laughs) um, what can I learn from my anger? I got the, where did I get? The Four of Swords. Oh. Four of Crystals in this deck. Yes. So, um, that was kind of hard. It's kind of like confirmation of the rest being so necessary. That's like, how I felt too. The you taking a day off if you need to mm-hmm. thing, that's like corresponding with that. Like, yes, because I do feel guilty for that. And my parents, I live with my parents again because, I, like, you know, you need the support and they're great and they do their best, but they are very, we are a crazy hardworking family. So when they see me like take a day off to sleep, they think I'm being lazy. Yeah. And most days they'll tell me, like, I have no idea what you're going through. I've never lost my partner, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's like in that moment, they're like, you're taking a day off? Like, yeah, exactly. Or you're working. I, I just work from home, uh, like, you know, once every couple weeks. They're like, oh, well, you're not, you know, working consistently. And I'm like, no, sometimes, like, if I'm working from home, I'm going to take extra breaks. Like, that's literally part of it. Like, Yeah. And also sorry. the rest, like rest as a treatment for the anger surrounding sort of the circumstances that you've been dealt makes so much sense and i yeah i just i felt like for that card i I think i wrote down like what i learned from it is that it's okay to rest basically for what can i do to find peace in the present moment i got the six of well i miss it six of wicks i like that a lot i think that that's interesting because the finding peace of like homecoming sort of celebration like i think that that's kind of and seeing the progress that i've made was kind of what i got from yeah totally because i have made like i i'll toot my own horn on this one i've done a pretty bang up job so, I mean, you still share when you're going through hard days and of course, you, but you're so aware of like how and why those come across that you've, I mean, you've just come so far. Thank you. I try. So yeah, I progress and also recognizing my like strength in it, like recognizing that I'm, I shouldn't say good at grief, but recognizing <laughs> that I'm getting better at dealing with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and then I got, what is my sadness trying to tell me? And I got the queen of swords, which is kind oh. of my, kind of my card. I'm not yeah. Of my card. I am kind of a girl. 
Maybe that's why you're so good at grief. This one I struggled with. I wrote a question mark. I was like, I'm going to have to ask Holly because I couldn't. What would you read as that for saying my sad? What is my sadness trying to tell me? So I think there's kind of like two ways of doing that. So for me, because I know that that's the card you identify with, I would say that (laughs) it's more about that your sadness is trying to tell you that you're still you. Oh, my God. Like that that hasn't changed. Like you still have all of the same traits you had before. You're still strong. You're still good at like, you know, being there for other people. (laughs) Don't cry away. Actually, I almost said don't cry, but I changed my mind. No, because we'll never get through this. (laughs) I know. But then also, if you want to not even just go for that as sort of the card that signifies you, just the queen of swords on its own, your sadness is trying to tell you, about clear-mindedness, like perception, supporting others, like those sorts of things is still really strong. Like your sadness is telling you that you're good at like seeing the nuances and being able to live in that sort of complex situation while still being really confident about like how you're expressing yourself and how you're receiving others and all of those things. God damn it. How are you so good, guys? It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Thanks, it girl. also helped. It does somewhat help that she knows me better than I know people, you super but well. Also, yeah. yeah, it's gross. Um, she, that's, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think of either of those. So that's, I literally wrote independence question mark. Like, I had no idea. So, <laughs> I mean, kind of, but I think it's way more about you just living yes, your own truth. Yes. Agreed. Oh, love that. I do. I will say there's a lot of things people say about me. Me not being me, not one of them. <laughs> You're never at risk of that. That's for sure. Nope. Never in my entire fucking life. I've always been my own person. <laughs> my fun side note, my grandma, when I was little, who also fucking passed away, which I should probably do some free stuff about her too. She passed away, what, a year? About yeah. a, almost two years ago now. But she, yeah, she was my only grandparent. But anyway, so she, um, she bought me this t-shirt when I was little and it's all these fish that are like all like going one way and they're all just like one color, like different. There's like blue, red, whatever. And then the other one says like dare to be different and it's a rainbow fish going the opposite Aww. way. And she got me that when I was like three or four. <laughs> like they already fucking knew I was weird. Yeah. At that age. Trait. And now my mom's like, you have tattoos? I'm like, mom, what did you expect? Like, yeah, I of course I'm don't covered know. in tattoos. Uh, what did you expect coming from that child? I don't know what you wanted from me. But anyway, yeah. So that is not something that I've ever uh, been concerned about. So that that hit home. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my last one is, what do I need to accept at this time? And I got the eight of a cups. Nope. Wands. Wands? No. I wrote it wrong. I got the eight of jars, which is cups. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, sorry. I wrote it wrong. <laughs> Um, huh. I was writing it as you were talking to me. So. Yeah, so I said something about it. It's wands. in my book. I can show you a picture. It says Eight of Darts. No, oh, I um, believe you. I believe you. <laughs> so, I actually like that even more. I love that because so I got from that that I was um, basically what I need to accept is that he's gone. Yeah. Um, the acceptance, I, he didn't abandon me, but it is, a, it is, he didn't choose to abandon me, but he did abandon me. Like it yeah. is what it is. Like he's gone. Yeah. I'm alone. I'm dealing with this on my own in most ways. Um, no one knows exactly what I went through, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, dealing with that. I'm, and also because I am in a new relationship and because I am doing my best to move forward, 
it's walking away from it a little bit too to me. Keep him with me. Keep him yeah. in my heart. Keep him in everything that I am. But also keep going because that's what he wanted me to do. And one of the things that I love about the traditional, you know, Smith Rider Waite version of the Eight of Cups is that all of those cups are standing. Mm -hmm. And I know that the card technically means like, you know, has more of an abandonment thing. But to me, it always also like includes the idea that you did all of this work setting up those cups and now you're choosing to like leave them there. Yep. They're still set up. You didn't knock them all over before walking mm -hmm. away. You know that they're still there. You can revisit them as needed, but you're not sitting with them and staring at them anymore. Yeah. So the eight of jars, and I, I will say I did the spread while I was holding because I'm a douche. Not really, but I'm, I hold that garnet fucking tower all the time whenever I talk yeah. to Matt. So I held that while I was doing this and I had it next to me. And the Eight of Jars on this deck is kind of like, um, which can kind of go into our yeah. next segment. Um, <laughs> it is, I'm a natural podcaster. Guy. You're such a natural podcaster. I kind of am. Uh, so it's the Eight of Jars is, and this one, it's like two shells with the jars on it. And the rest of them are all just kind of standing up doing whatever. And this one is like to kind of have cobwebs on them and yeah. one of them's like broken. But I also, I understand that perception. But yeah, in this spread, I was very much like, I kind of saw them up on the shelf and me looking at them yeah. and realizing their importance. And I will 1000% never forget a damn thing about Matthew. But also he told me all the time that he'd want me to move, you know, keep going. Yeah. So, and whoever I end up with, Matt has 1000% sent me because I, I just have to believe that and know that. Yeah. Yeah, this is a really good spread for you. I know, I loved it. I told you. It's super optimistic. Now, the only one that confused me was the Queen of Swords, which you, 1,000. I was like, that's me, but like, what is my sadness trying to tell me about me? But <laughs> when you said that, it like totally hit home. And yeah, oh, that's good. why you need a real a tarot that's reader. And I have that book in my Amazon cart right now. <laughs> Good. It is really good. I think you'll like it. I mean, it's pretty self-helpy, but you're you go to therapy, so it's not going to be surprising to Dude, you. Dude, I love self-help. Self-help is my jam these days. I know, seriously. Witchcraft Might as well. Come on. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to do a Patreon shout out and then we're going to talk about the deck that we've been so excited to talk about. Um, but Kylie, thank you for sharing so much about your grief process with us. It's Aww. really beautiful that you like are so willing to be open. Thank you. I just want everyone. I wish everyone could have known my Matthew the way I knew my Matthew. And you yeah. knew you guys knew a lot more about him than a lot of people. But honestly, you know, more a lot, a lot more about him than a lot of his family did as far as like his inner workings, because I don't shut up, as you can tell. <laughs> but um, I just yeah, I just want everybody to see him the way I saw him. But yeah. and also it's. I'm young. Like, I lost him at 26. We didn't get to get married. It's fucking hard. And if yeah. anyone out there for real, if any of you guys have gone through something similar or if you've been like, Holly lost a really close family member, reach out to us. Neither yeah. of us are, like, upset about talking about it. No. Like, and it's good to be able to bounce I'm things I'm super off obnoxiously open about it. So, like... <laughs> I talk to my new boyfriend about it all the time. Like I, I know you last night. I was like in bed already, so I mean that it was probably eight thirty. If I'm being totally honest yeah, about the was, way I live my life, it was two forty five p.m. <laughs> and Kylie had a moment of sadness, and she's like, "I'm calling, I'm calling Will." I was like, "Uh, it's mm -hmm. after midnight." <laughs> 
Oh, we're fine. He was texting me. I just love it. I, I'm glad that you're so willing to talk about it with people because that's the other thing is that it wouldn't be the right way to move on if you felt like no. you had to not talk oh, about it. And I told him even last night, like I posted when I was having that moment and it wasn't after a minute. It was like, you have no perception of time zone. I, well, that's true. You're worse than me. <laughs> it was literally like 1030. So it was like 730 for time. 730 my time. I'm already yep. in bed. <laughs> yep. Because then we talked. Literally, we fell asleep on the phone. It was gross. But um, I will say, if any of you guys are going through anything similar, if you just stumbled on this or whatever, Nora, it's Nora McInerney is her name. She has yeah. a TED Talk that is called um, Moving Forward, Not With or Not Over or something because everyone tells you, oh, no, Moving Forward, Not Moving On or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can link it because I I literally can't tout her enough. I fucking love her. She, like, went through a bunch of losses, whatever. Um, I shouldn't say whatever. She lost her dad. She lost – she had a miscarriage. She lost her dad and her lost her husband. And she and I have a lot in common in the fact that, like, we kept moving forward with our spouse knowing they were sick. Yeah. And her husband had, like, terminal brain cancer. So it was even, like, more, like, for sure. So – and like she had a kid with him, it's a lot. But and oh, also so she much. she met her current husband like three months after. So I feel very like not that I'm, you know, getting married, but I just mean like feel very. Um, we have a lot in common. Right. I literally, I think maybe fifteen people have sent me that TED talk. <laughs> I'm um, sure. Yeah, but and it's actually a real club now. Like I'm in a, a whole thing. And also shout out because someone who's in my club, Becky is her name, I believe, and you guys shouted her out. Oh, yeah. She lost her, her, her spouse. Her spouse, her husband, I believe they actually got married, listened to this fucking podcast. Oh, so wild. What is up? So. <laughs> hey, Becky. <laughs> hey, Becky. What's up? It makes me happy, though. And I found that I was like, they're my, two of my best friends. Yeah. My best friends. It's a really fucking small world, huh? Yeah, it is. And also, your, your podcast is popular. Um, <laughs> but realistically, yes, it is hard. It is shitty. And if you want to reach out, to me and if you want to reach out to holly yep do it esther's esther great at this stuff too yeah esther can send you to us or deal with her, <laughs> her own forms yeah that's true we shouldn't volunteer her for this okay duty. so she can send you to me or to holly <laughs> yeah. we will all talk about it together most likely we will help you we will do our best to point you in the right direction yep. yeah so i'm just saying don't feel no one should ever feel bad about asking me about matt is really no. my moral of my story because people do people don't want to ask about it and i'm like all i want to do in life is talk about matthew exactly i feel like that's like the hardest thing and this is something that people like in suicide trainings at work because we have students who will express suicidal ideation and one of the myths that we always talk about is that if you bring up suicide people will consider it for the first time it's almost the same thing with any loss like you're already thinking about matt all the time somebody asking you about matt isn't like oh my god i forgot about him yeah, exactly. I'm not reminded of Matt. Yeah, like exactly. I, Matt is on my mind all times, every day of my life, and yeah. he always will be. And he always will. That's be. what. Uh, I mean, we're just gonna. I'm just gonna keep talking because I could talk about this forever. But after this, I'll stop. So he. <laughs> a lot of people say like, you know, everything reminds me of him. And I, I early on was like, I want everything to remind me of him. No, I don't want to drive past the hospital and I work right by it and it sucks when I have to drive past it. But in general, 
I love that. Like, I look at my dogs and I think of Matt. I love that, you know, my whole life was Matt. Not, like, yeah. in a weird way, but, like, he was my partner. So, like. Well, and especially towards the end, you were really, like, every single aspect of your life was organized around him. But yeah, even but even that. before that. No, I agree. But also, like, just, like, in our interests, like, I, stuff comes on my, you know, we found bands together. We found run the jewels listen to him um we found those people together like i bought sweatshirts when i was with him like everything reminds me of him because like, he was my partner and i lived with him i loved him and i planned my life with him so yeah everything reminds me of him and i think really early on something that has really helped me is accepting that everything's gonna remind me of matt and that's okay yeah and accepting that if it reminds me of him that's not bad that's him living through me and that's like me remembering him and honoring him like if i were to go through life and try to forget matt that's disrespectful to yeah Matt. yeah and i could never but i also just i don't try to avoid it i don't try to avoid the topic of matt i tell everybody about matt yeah <laughs> i the only time i don't is like if i'm like you know i don't even know actually i talk about matt all the time yeah i don't even think that they're i mean i think that that's one of the really cool things about watching you go through this process is like you are a really good example of how to like live in the situation that you're in while still moving forward. Like, you're just doing a really good job. Thank you. In case you needed my approval. <laughs> I knew I couldn't avoid him or it, the topic of it. But I also knew that I didn't want to. Like, I, yeah. don't, want, I don't want to forget any piece of him. I It breaks my heart to think that. I mean, I have videos of him and I have his cologne because I'm a freak. And I have that kind of stuff. But it breaks my heart to, like, the thing that gets me every single time is that I don't get to have, like, a new conversation with him. Yeah. Or hug him again or that yeah. kind of stuff. So, like, that stuff. But, yeah, I, in general, anything that I can do that reminds me of Matt, I just accept as, that's great. It reminds me of Matt. It reminds me of the best person I know. And I love it. You just live in that moment. You, But I try to turn it from – sad to happy as best as I can like my therapist taught me to just be like so this reminds you of Matt does it remind you of like Matt healthy or Matt sick oh that's a good I idea well she's a good therapist um <laughs> yeah it's almost like she knows shout out to doing. Allie good girl <laughs> great good for you but yeah so like I just try to switch it even if I'm having like a sad whatever I I switch it I think like okay so Think of this hospital, but also then I switched to he was so fucking happy when he finished chemo for the first time. And he was so, you know, like I just try to like yeah. swap it for something good. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's, yeah. No, that's a good tip. Try to just swap it. Like yeah. shit's going to remind you of sad stuff. But just then when that happens mindfully, like go. And I honestly think like Tara and also just being a witch, like it helps you be more mindful of your thoughts. And yeah. I'm aware of it. Yeah. And I can switch it from being like, okay, so I'm having this thought. I'm centering on him being sick. And then I can do my best to be like, okay, so I'm going to think about this happy memory. Yeah. Instead. And it, it really does help because I I can be sad and remember the happy parts, but I don't I don't want to be sad and remember the bad parts, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it's too easy to spiral. And it's not how he wants to be remembered. So. Yeah. So find yep. a good therapist that says wise things to you like that. Oh, she's so good. <laughs> I can't tell you and how you good she is. if you live in eastern Michigan. <laughs> if you're in, I do live in Michigan. I live in the, 
<laughs> you need help, let me know. Also, just in general, I can point you to things. And yeah, I'm no expert, but I am somewhat of an expert just on my own grief. So exactly, I can do my best to support you. All right. So there's really no good way to transition to this. So I'm just going to go for it because I love you so much. But we need to do a Patreon shout out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you're here because that was the worst transition. No, who is it? You're being so. I want to talk to him. So earnest and good. All right. So this Patreon shout out, we just have one person to shout out this week. It's Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, (gasps) your card is. I love you, Elizabeth. The world. Ooh, the world is one of my favorite cards. I know. It's so lovely to just think about kind of that like entire wholeness and coming full circle and stuff. Um, So for Patreon, we've talked about this in the last couple of episodes, but we're restructuring in, what is it, two weeks, a week and a half? Why are you asking me? I'm not a program member of this podcast. (laughs) That's true. I don't know why I'm asking you at all. Um, But we're restructuring shortly to make it a little bit easier to support us. Yeah, the first week, of like a week and a half. Yeah, 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 a week and a half. In a week and a half, we'll be switching to having the day after fewer my tiers. Birthday, yeah, right after Kylie's birthday. That's what's most important. <laughs> the most important day of the year. <laughs> um, and so you can find more information about that at patreon.com slash wildly tarot podcast. Uh, we've also posted about it a couple times, but basically we're going to be doing away with a lot of the tiers to sort of streamline it. And we're also yeah. going to be making our tarot deck, a mini version of it available <laughs> through our store starting on September 1st for pre-orders. Woohoo! Woohoo! My, oh, yeah. I'm so excited I, about it. I love a good mini deck. I know. It's going to be really cute, fairly small, very and flash party. And like, not super common. Like, I've tried to find mini decks to, like, keep with me. It's fucking hard. Yeah. So this is a great, not easy to great, down. great, great job, guys. Thank you so much. So we're You're very welcome. excited about it. And so just keep an eye on our Instagram, basically. And we'll be posting more about it. Okay, time for the deck. Yay! Yay! So this week we're talking about the adorable and wonderful Earthbones Tarot by Michaela, who's alchemy underscore soul. Uh, Alchemy is with an I on Instagram. And you and I both got this deck via Kickstarter. It was one of those things where it was so close to the wire that I really was not sure if it was going to get funded. You fucking funded it on your own by posting it. I know. I was like, everybody order this now. Um, she, but, she posted it before she even told me about it. Like separately, I had already packed it. Thank goodness. <laughs> I'm so glad <laughs> that it so got funded. It's so good. No, it's so good. It's so good. And so we both got it via the Kickstarter, but the artist is actually coming out with a second edition right now. Like she's currently updating it. Is it like, it. by second edition, meaning like it's different or like it's going to be produced more? I think that she's changing a couple of cards. Um, so and we have to also, buy the second one is what you're telling me. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. exactly what I'm That's saying. all I was asking. <laughs> Pre-orders are going to go up on September 1st. Uh, <gasps> we'll tag her on Instagram so you can find her more easily. Um, but yeah, so she's like booking it with this second edition Ugh, of the so deck. Funny. And I'm so excited to see how it turns out. Um, but Earthbones Tarot marries herbalism with everyday objects that witches and healers would have around their houses. And that means that each, each major arcana archetype has been paired with an individual herb or plant. So that's cool. All the majors have their own herb. They do? Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. But I had no idea. I You're just like, wait like, a second. Okay. I'm a bad person. 
Um, so they've each, each been paired. Blah, 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 I can totally talk. They've each been paired with their own individual herb or plant. And then the miners uh, suits have been adjusted. So swords have become crystals. Pentacles are petals. Wands are wicks and cups are jars. Um, and this deck is on a limited color palette. It's dusty oh. rose on the backs and then like a sage green with white mm. and black details mm. on mm. the front. Mm. I just have to say this color, this dusty rose color is the only color I like. It's <laughs> this, the world. it's this neutrally kind of mauvey neutral rose color. This is like my favorite lip color right here. Yeah. Oh my and God. You're totally right. It's a yep. perfect lip tone. Yep. It's my lip color. And then I wear a lot of lipstick, guys. And then <laughs> that or burgundy. But um, yes, no, it's and also how many cards are in a standard deck? Seventy-eight, right? Yeah. Okay, I just counted them to make sure because I'm so freaked out by this sitting next to my Skeletero deck because it's. I'm gonna send you a picture later. <laughs> it's uh, this deck is double, like triple the size of this. You're like, I was, are we I keep, sure? I keep freaking out that I like lost some cards, but I didn't. We're good. No. So that that can lead us yes. to our parameters, our general impression. The cardstock is fairly standard. Yes. Apparently it's much thinner than Skeletero, but it's not bad. It's really easy to shuffle. I just want to touch it all the time. Yeah. It's nice. No, it's I, nice. It's it has a little great. texture to it. Yeah, it's kind of like a very, very light linen. I love it. It's so great. This is so like the top three deck for me. I'm not even kidding. I love oh, this I, deck. Oh my gosh, Michaela's gonna be so happy to hear that. I I love it so much. It's it's like also like when you hold it, it has like a good weight to it. Like they're thin and very easy to shuffle, but also like it feels good. I don't know. I I connected with this deck very quickly, and I love it so much. And it has a lot of snakes for Esther. Yeah, so that's the other thing. So the general vibe is that it's like very heavy on plants, animals, bones, and then obviously that's why I bought it. I know the bones are why Kylie bought it, and then obviously all of the suits, the crystals, the jars, the candles, the flowers—like it's are all shit. I love. I know it's so she did such a good job because it's really really natural feeling in some ways. Yes, and I love. I will say I'm not a huge. I like the sad thing. So I tend to love like the sword cards and stuff like that. Not to pull them necessarily, but like the aesthetics of them. Yeah. But I love her petals. I love her pentacles so much. I know. The, the big roses. Me too. Yeah. If we get, when we get to our favorite cards, a lot of, yeah. I a almost picked out there. every. Same with me. They're just so good. Every um, single So one. the general impression and vibe is like a little bit, a little tiny bit creepy, but not really. I think it's more like soft nature witch than like scary skeleton witch don't call us scary i'm just kidding <laughs> don't call us scary <laughs> don't call us scary we're just dark um it's a good mix personally i would say it's if both holly and i love it this much yeah because we have really something. different tastes yes as far as yes i am a lot more like dark and creepy i like a lot more skeletony kind of things i like yeah like marigold tarot i just and moon void all of that like i yeah. i just kind of like weirder stuff or even just more like not like I'm not gonna buy crystal unicorn tarot like that's just not my shit, <laughs> which I think it's great and I'm sure it's wonderful for so many people and I know your review was well received. I'm just saying <laughs> that is not me. I'm just trying to like show the difference. I, yeah, that's like totally. one of Holly's favorite decks and my one of my favorite decks is Moon Void and Moon Power. Yeah. So we are very different, but this is like a perfect marriage to me. It, I think so too. And you can really use it for any sort of reading. So it's kind of yes. what got you back into tarot after Matt died, yeah. but also just like it's not it, – it, I think that it's like so well designed for especially <sighs> in the jar suit and it's also the sword so- suit. 
good. Guys. It's just like you can really get a sense of the original writer Wayne yes. Smith meanings, even yes. though it looks so sim- like simplified. There are all these like subtle little details that just blow your mind with how closely you can read it, like based uh, on the artwork. Well, I didn't know the art thing. That adds a whole nother level. To- <laughs> I'm the person though. Like, wait, if you think Holly buys a lot of decks, like I have probably accumulated way more than her in the time that I've been reading tarot. <laughs> Now, well, I she bought Skeletero while you I were mean, in the bathroom, like my, so. <laughs> my progression. Like, my, like, I see decks and I, just, I need them. I know. I need that's it. why birthday oh. shopping for you is so hard because when you see a deck, you no, just buy it for yourself. There are multiple decks I have not bought that I, because I've been kind of broke. <laughs> Kickstarters. Kickstarters I'm bad about because, like, dude, I see it and I'm like, I won't get charged for like three months. Yeah. It's basically fake money. It's exactly that and Canadian <laughs> money. It's fake money, guys. Exactly. For real. This deck is top, probably top three for sure. Yeah. It's really, really, really good. So let's talk about our favorite cards that we yes. can kind of like go through those. Um, Some of my favorites. I really like the Hermit. Yes. Um, With the little, I don't know what it is, like a little gophery thing. I think, it, yeah, I think so. I think it's gopher. like a gophery thing. He's sleeping. He's all curled up and sleeping. He just looks really, sometimes the Hermit can be kind of lonely and he just looks really cozy and comfy and. Maybe it's an otter. Oh, yes. That would make sense. Actually, Matt, we always talk about otters. I send him videos of otters all the time because they, <laughs> uh, they sleep holding hands. So it's like. A yeah, one. they're so cute. Yeah, they're really cute. Um, Obviously, one of my favorite cards is death because it just literally has a skeleton on it. Yeah, exactly. The star I liked a lot. I'm kind of a whore for Major Arcana. Like I was going to say, a lot of your favorites oh, are they are. I just love the symbolism. This is like always really – and as someone who's like new to it, it's always really strong symbolism. It's very obvious. Like I don't have to like – you know, I know what death means. I know what justice means. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. always drawn to them. I did – I mean, I literally went through card by card last night and – I, every snake card, I was like, Esther would pick this. But. I know. I chose one of my favorites as the sun, specifically for ah, Esther, because the, I remember the top her- card. I wish I could show you right now. It's my top card. I remember her being like, I'm just so happy that the snake is being portrayed in a positive light. Oh, it's so <laughs> positive. It's in a lot of cards. Yeah. It's in a fair amount. Even, and that's another thing. None of this deck is, is negative. I think that some people have a problem with some of the crystals cards, but those are like the cards that are always going to be a little bit more violent. Yeah, but they're not like, as far as like swords cards, they're pretty tame. Yeah. It's yeah. very. There's no blood or anything. Well, no, but okay. My decks, that stuff happens in decks. <laughs> in the decks that I like. Anyway, so the one I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. I like, obviously, fucking death, obviously. I like devil. That was on mine. Guys, I have problems. Anyway, the <laughs> one that I picked that was not a major was the six of petals because I just, like I said before, her like whole pentacle suit of being the petals. This one has all six roses and there's like a beautiful hand in the middle. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It just felt. I saw it and I like wanted it tattooed on my body, which <laughs> I have a lot of tattoos, but also like that, that means something because there's a lot of imagery in the world. You could and- totally get that tattooed on you. That's beautiful. <sighs> don't tell me that. Do you have, you don't have any other tattoos that have a hand on them? Not yet. So this is it next. I'll probably, I mean, I'll get one with a hand, some kind of witchy hand for the rest of my upper arm. I just yeah. got a planchette tattooed on me, guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> like literally three days ago. A week, man. No, <laughs> Saturday. Well, I was gonna, yeah, I thought it was Saturday. So yeah, that's a beautiful one. You could totally do that as a tattoo. Girl, your work is amazing. Well, you're going to have to take a picture of it and we can share it on Instagram. Oh, like yeah. We normally do. Um, if you follow Michaela on Instagram, she, her like workspace area is 
covered with dried flowers. I don't think I follow her. She has like an entire wall that's just all dried I'm sorry. flowers. I'm following you right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Besides the sun, which I like for Esther, I have... Shout out, Esther. Yeah. Love you, Esther. We miss you. <laughs> so my other major arcana besides the sun, which I like for Esther, is the moon because I really love those moths. It has like yeah. a big moth on it. I don't like moths because they flap. But, um, <laughs> oh, I have problems with birds and things like that, guys. So if you your deck has all birds, I'm out, man. Well, and I also like it because the plant that's associated with it is jasmine, which blooms at night. And so I like oh, that shit. a lot. God that, damn that it, Michaela. Good job, God, Michaela. God damn it. I also really like that. I love the artwork on the moon. It's a little different than the rest of them. Yeah, it's kind of the more moon is shading a bit softer and, stuff. Cool. and less like line drawing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. So the only petals card that I have is the three of petals because it has a mm-hmm. B on it. So maybe this is the tattoo I'll get. We can both get tattoos from this deck. You, you can keep get the telling six, me and you're I get getting tattoos and you don't get them. I know. That's true. I'm a total flake about it. <gasps> My mom got the B tattoo that all of us were supposed to get together and I didn't. Uh, Esther, your next tattoo needs to be the two of swords from this or two of crystals from this because it's a snake with a bunch of... Yeah, there you go. Now we have a tattoo for three of us. We'll just keep doling out tattoos for those interested. Um, (laughs) Then I really like two of the Wix cards. The three of Wix I really like Mm -hmm. because there's one candle that's like burning really low but they have two candles that have been prepared and so I like the symbolism of like the preparation and planning that goes into that. And I also really like the Ten of Wicks because it's like the Ten of Swords or Ten of Wands is like kind of so like burdened. And so it has the Ten Candles being hung to dry. And then the table has like orders and bills. And so like it's the exhaustion of like having all these bills to fulfill. I thought was really cool too. That's also good. And then my my last two favorites are both Jars cards. And one is the Nine of Jars because they're all like full jars on a shelf like look Mm -hmm. at all this accomplishment that you've had you've created all of this like store of stuff that's been jarred for you and i really like that and then the five of jars is my final favorite card and i really like the five of jars because i think it's so cool the use of the broken jars versus the non-broken jars I literally just pulled it. Like I was, I'm shuffling, and when you said five, it showed up. Where? Oh my gosh! In See, this deck sync. really gets you. I I love this deck. Um, <laughs> I agree. I one thousand. I can't even tell my camera how much I like this deck. I know, but it's just so good because it has three broken jars and yep. two full jars, and yep. I just love the use of like the broken jars being the tipped over cup. So it's like kind of in some ways like more permanent but there's still those two full jars and i just think that it's really really beautiful it's i just so think that it's such good. a good deck Michaela. <laughs> it's so good <laughs> all right so now we're going to shuffle all of our favorites back into the deck and we'll each pull a card to represent our relationship with the deck my relationship is the lovers no i'm just kidding the I lovers. if i pull that now i'm an act like i'm a full-blown miss cleo and i'm fucking starting a show <laughs> I should let's I, do it I will oh it just shuffles like it just it does shuffle really really well it really does it's doesn't so nice. it so okay. for my relationship with the deck I pulled the six of wicks which is the six of wands which I like because it's that hominess that kind of like celebration like this deck is a deck that I feel kind of like an accomplishment for getting funded because I was so worried about that when oh, I got it I'm in my so hands. Glad I was you, like freaked out about it, and I was like, "We did it!" it. <laughs> because it, it honestly, this deck is 
I'm not even being like, you know, I would honestly, Holly knows me. If I didn't like this deck, oh, much, I know. I would tell you. I was thinking because I kind of like, you know, that's one of the weird things. People ask us this sometimes, like, why don't, I think that people want to hear us review a deck we don't like, but the problem is that since we are literally buying all the decks we review, we're not buying decks we don't like. No, that would be stupid. Yeah, because they're part of our personal collections. Like, if we were buying decks that we hated just to review all the podcasts, that would be really dumb. But anyway, so what card did you get? I got the Ace of Pentacles or Ace of Petals in this deck. That's so cool because you got that in the spread earlier i know it's and also like pentacles in general i just i like the cards a lot because like i know they're, they're pentacles. so good so basically you know opportunity abundance all the good things <laughs> that you could really ask for and pretty it's much right anything there. in life oh i love it it's such a oh. good deck and next week esther will be back we have not discussed what we know she talk won't about. i'm taking over <laughs> You know why I know you won't? Because it's a lot of work. No, because we record at 5 a.m. California time, 8 a.m. your time. Fuck that On a weekday. Fuck (laughs) that shit. I also work, you know, I work, so. Yeah, we would have to do it even earlier. Like, if we said that I was going to wake up at 3, we'd record at 3.30. Be like having to wake up at 6.30 to record. We'd have to do a weekend. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So... When I'm on the podcast, it'll be on weekend recording. <laughs> yeah, you'll just know that for sure. Yeah. But anyway, it'll be a surprise what we talk about next week. We'll figure it out as we go along. And that's our freaking show. Thank you so much, yeah. Kylie. It was so much fun to have you. Is it over? Yeah, we're done. I'm sad. Um, <laughs> thank you. No, seriously, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for introducing me to tarot because it has helped me so much. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear it. It's just such a good when people when you tell people like, oh, I read tarot. It sounds stupid. Like when people people think it's stupid, which is <sighs> dumb. No, it's dumb that people think it is. But I'm just saying like <laughs> people judge you based on it because it's something different. Well, yeah, and I think it's also really hard for people to be authentically, like, interested in self-development. Yeah. And so when you, they hear you read yes. tarot, they're like, what? Why? But this shit, like, it literally, it, it's It so helps real. so much. It's life-changing. It is actually life-changing. And I am a raging atheist, and I read this stuff, and it it moves me on a level that I've never, I mean, I didn't grow up with religion. I didn't grow up with any of that stuff. So when I do this stuff, I'm like wait, what? This is like all I've ever been. It just makes, it just makes sense to me. And thank you, you, thank you, Esther, for letting yeah. me take over. Thank you for the island that took Esther. So I <laughs> Whatever island this. it is. Thank you for Korea. <laughs> thank you. I'm convinced her dragon has just eaten her. Oh my God. What if this were all an elaborate cover up by one of the dragons or snakes eating Hung her? She ate her. We will see people. If we're back next week, it's because Esther wasn't attacked by her own animals. I mean, she, uh, but, she messaged us, so. Oh, did she? So she's alive. Yep. Oh, yeah, she's <laughs> alive. She's alive. The dragon is, I'll, although I do picture the island she's on has all Komodo dragons. I don't think that that's possible, but I do love that image. Don't, she's don't so take brave. this away from me, Holly. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you can find all of our contact information and stuff at wildlytarot.com. That's where you can find places to submit questions, our Instagrams, yes. uh, the Instagram for the show, uh, our Amazon shop, uh, hopefully Ugh. soon our regular shop for you to buy you cool mini decks. so professional. I'm so excited uh, and so no, proud. So- 
professional. Well, and Kylie did the research for us to figure out that Squarespace was our best option for this. So oh, thank you to Kylie for being our temporary co-host and administrative support person. <laughs> I am a great administrative assistant. I'm here for it. I will be back, I'm sure. If this turns out okay, I will be back. <laughs> and thank you to all of you guys for supporting my best friends. Yay! I love it. And also, go forth and tear wildly this week, wildlings. Go forth and tear wildly. <laughs> we love you. We love you so much. Thank You're you the for best. listening to me. Bye. Bye.